It's too late, baby, now it's too late. It might be too late for you to ever unhear me singing again, but it's not too late for you to set your 2023 goals. So if you've been thinking that maybe you should jump onto the goal-setting train, all aboard. If you've kind of sort of set some goals, but they could use some solidifying or refining, jump on in. This two-part series has you covered. Today, I'm going to talk about five things that kept me from setting goals in the past. You might find yourself making some similar assumptions about goals, and if you do, keep listening, because I'm going to help you reframe the way that you think about goals. Then, tune in next Tuesday, and I'm going to walk you through five steps to setting your goals. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of planning or goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If that sounds like you, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, and business owner. I started this podcast to help hardworking women and high-achieving mamas plan and set goals playfully and lightly. Unlike pressure-filled approaches, Plan Goal Plan centers on what delights you to help you envision all the possibilities your future holds. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I'm going to guide you through practices that will help you plan for clarity, set goals for direction, and act with purpose and delight. Let's get started. I have not always been a goal setter, at least not in any sort of a formal or structured way. At the start of a semester, I'm a professor, so I tend to think in terms of semesters. But at the start of a semester, I would think to myself, huh, I should write and publish an article, or I really want to try out a new approach to teaching this semester. I might even think, maybe I should try to go to yoga three times a week. And I would often do these things. Like, I would. I would say I was going to do it, and I often would do it. Um, But I was not necessarily thinking about these things as goals. And I certainly wasn't writing them down. And I wasn't also really thinking about how they fit into my life holistically. So when I would hear people talk about goal setting, I would think to myself, why? Right? I really didn't understand why setting goals was necessary. So I'm going to dig into this a little bit deeper today. And I've identified five things that kept me from setting goals in the past. And I'm going to move through these briefly with you. And then I'm going to reframe these assumptions that I had about goals. All right. So before I dig in, I want you to check out plangoalplan.etsy.com. That's plangoalplan.etsy.com. And on there, I have a 2023 goal setting workbook. It's awesome. It has 47 pages of reflections. There's stuff to help you consider what motivates you, and you will even have some guidance as you brainstorm goals in different domains of your life. There's a place to help you set rituals. So go on to plangoalplan.etsy.com. Check it out. I think it's super helpful. Just do it. All right. Five things that kept me from setting goals. All right. The first one is my life was just fine without goals. Seriously. I was doing my thing. I was a pretty happy person. I didn't really understand why goals were necessary. The second is I equated goals with giving things up. 
I don't know exactly where that came from. I can think of one story, maybe. So I didn't grow up with someone who was super into New Year's resolutions or goal setting in my life. At least not that I can remember. I don't think my parents were particularly like wild about any of those things. I do remember in high school, there are these two girls that I went to school with. They were twins and they would choose a different thing to give up each year. So like soda or chocolate or something like that. And I thought it was so cool. Like I admired them so much and I really looked forward to hearing what it was that they were giving up each year. But for some reason, I always equated goals with giving things up. And while I thought I I did, I really admired them and they were super disciplined about it. But like, I just was sort of like, I don't know if I want to give anything up. I kind of like not giving things up. So I, I don't know why, but I always equated goals with giving stuff up. And that seemed kind of lousy to me and not fun. The third is I kept hearing that goals don't really work. And so I didn't understand why you would set them. I'd hear all these statistics about how how many people set New Year's resolutions and how few of people actually keep to them. And so I was like, why would I set goals if they don't actually work? Fourth, goals evoke shame. That's what I thought, that goals evoke shame. I was worried that if I set a goal and I did not accomplish it, then I would just feel like crap about myself. And so logically in my head, I was like, I just won't set goals because then I can't fail. And the fifth thing that I thought about goals was that goals were about big achievement. So for me, I'm a bit of an intense person and I find that I need things to counter my intensity. So goal setting seemed like something that could fuel my intensity and that didn't seem healthy to me. The other side of things is big achievement really seemed like it was for someone else. So I am from Iowa. And I have taught at nine different colleges and universities in one, two, three, four, four or five different states across the United States. And I have learned that there are some similar traits that students have based on the regions that they live in. Now, of course, there are always outliers. Humans are unique and individual. So this does not necessarily apply to everyone. But something that's really interesting about Iowans in teaching Iowans is that we're a very humble people and we tend to be very content. The flip side of that is we sometimes struggle to imagine or have big dreams. That we really sort of think that that is something that people in big cities do, people out there do, and that we don't need that. So in, oh gosh, probably in my early 30s, I moved to South Florida and I was teaching at a couple of different colleges and universities there. And I was immediately struck by how brave my students seemed to me. There in South Florida, my students were dreaming big. They seemed super ambitious. They would have these wild ideas. Now, on the flip side, what they struggled with is that sometimes their aspirations were a step or two ahead of their skill level, and they wanted things to move and happen really quickly. I admired their ability to dream. I am a little bit of both of those students. On one hand, I am incredibly intense and I didn't 
want goals, if they were about big achievement, I didn't think that I needed something else to fuel my intensity. On the other hand of things, I really didn't think that big achievements were something that I could do. It seemed like something I would read about in a book that somebody else got to experience or watch on TV or whatever. It didn't seem like those big dreams were things that I could do. So I want you to consider your own history with goals. Did you have people in your lives that were setting goals that modeled goal setting for you? Did you have people that would set goals and never achieve them and then get frustrated and go through these cycles of shame around goals? Did you have really positive models in your life for what setting goals and achievement looked like? What are the assumptions that you carry with yourself around goals? So if you want to press pause on the podcast and take some time to journal and to really think about what the assumptions are that you carry about goals, yours are probably a little bit different than mine. We might have some overlap, but we're unique humans with unique experiences and you might carry slightly different assumptions about goals. I have worked really hard over the past decade or so to really reframe the way that I think about goals and to challenge some of the assumptions that I've been carrying. So the first one is, I was like, why set goals? My life is good. (laughs) And I want to say this, I do think that your life is just fine without goals. Truly, truly. People find beautiful, fulfilling, joyful, interesting lives, and they get there all sorts of ways, all sorts of ways. And some of those ways do not include goal setting at all. Not at all. I know I'm not good at marketing. I'm not good at marketing because I don't think you need goals. I think you can live a wonderful, interesting life without ever setting goals. Now, if you are someone who could use a little help with prioritization, if you feel like you need direction or focus or maybe motivation, goals might be a really useful tool. If you are a person who is searching for that elusive thing called balance, which by the way, I don't think exists, at least not how we conceive of it most of the time, but that's another episode. I do think that goals can help you think about your life holistically. And if you are a person who leans hard into one area of your life, let's say that's work, goal setting can help you turn your attention to areas that often get overlooked, like personal development or family or friendships. I think your life is just fine without goals. That being said, if you need prioritization, direction, focus, motivation, if you need to think about your life holistically and focus on an area of your life that often gets overlooked, goals can be really helpful for that. My second assumption about goals was that goals are about giving things up. And if that works for you, go with that. (laughs) But for some reason, I really struggle with letting go or saying no. It is helpful for me to think about setting goals as something that adds to my life, that it's additive. So sometimes you add to your life by removing things. I'm going to increase my health by removing soda. I'm going to increase my energy by incorporating new types of rest into my week. I'm going to let go of toxic relationships in order to improve my mental health. So even if the action is inaction, rest, no soda, it helps me to reframe how I think about goals as having an additive or positive impact on my life. So when I was pregnant with my first kiddo, I was freaking out a little bit about how I was going to be a mom and work 
and be a sister and a daughter and a friend and a good community member. And I was just overwhelmed by how I was going to hold it all up. And I still am actually sometimes. But I was also really struggling because people kept saying, well, you're just going to have to let go of things. You're just going to have to stop doing some things. And that made me so resentful. I don't, I don't want to have to let go of all of these things that are making me happy. So then I was at this one-on-one yoga session and my yoga instructor had me write an intention and she was just asking me some questions about what I was looking for in life and I was telling her all of the things that I just rambled off to you all. She's quick, like whipped me up this intention and in it, it used the phrase making space. And I don't know, I mean, she was brilliant. Thank you, Mary. There was something about shifting to the language of making space that was so powerful for me. So instead of thinking about, oh, I'm going to have to say no to this, and I'm going to have to say no to that, and I don't get to do that anymore, I could reframe it to, I was making space for all of these wonderful experiences that I was going to have being a parent. If you are like me, and the idea of having to say no and let go of things is a real struggle for you, I want you to think about goals as adding to your life. I want you to think about things as making space for the things that bring you joy. The third, goals don't work. Everybody's always talking about how goals don't work, so why in the world should I set some goals if I'm just going to fail at them? First off, when we hear these stats, what these stats often miss out on is that progress is still being made, even if the projected outcome hasn't been achieved, right? So if you start exercising in January and you do it perfectly for three weeks and then life picks up, you fall into old habits and now exercise is only happening sporadically for the rest of the year, you still showed up and you did something for three weeks. And I imagine that that still helped you with your health. And sometimes our goals do happen just years after we set them. You know, life happens and we adjust, which by the way, I think is a good thing. So we do eventually achieve the thing, but data wouldn't necessarily show that. When we hear that goals don't work, that's because there's so much focus on the outcome rather than the progress. So if you're doing better than you were before. That's wonderful. I think about it this way. Let's say I set a goal to write a book in a year and I didn't do it. I did not write the book, but in that year I did write a proposal and it got accepted by a publishing company. I just didn't actually write the book. That's still amazing progress and something to celebrate. But if people were asking me, Hey, did you meet the goal that you set out to achieve at the start of the year? I would have to say no. And that's ridiculous because That's amazing progress. And so just remember that when we hear stats about people not achieving the things that they set out to, those stats aren't telling us how much progress they made. My fourth concern about goals was that goals evoke shame. And this is true for so many people. Goals can send people into shame spirals. And I think that this happens because goals have this ability to slip from intention to expectation really quickly. Expectation, and this is really related to what I was just talking about with process over product. Expectations are very outcome focused. What do I want to happen? Intentions are much more process focused. If you pair planning with goal setting, 
Your planning rituals can incorporate reflection, which will help you understand your why if a goal shifts. All right, my goal shifted. (laughs) Why? Why am I doing things differently? I was exercising for three weeks. Why did I quit? So for example, let's say you wanted to exercise, but then you experienced a loss of a family member, and now you're not hitting your exercise goal. I would encourage you to think about your health more broadly. Is taking time to grieve honoring your health? I think it is. (laughs) If you have a regular planning practice and you're taking time to really reflect on what happened, why did I shift things? Is this shift aligned with my ultimate values? You're going to have the ability to see, yeah, I stopped exercising, but I'm still living my values and honoring my health broadly by grieving. Grieving is the right thing to do right now. And that exercise will happen. It will. It will happen eventually. And if you have a regular practice of reflecting, you will know when it is the right time to begin again. If you have a regular practice of reflecting, you will know when it is the right time to begin again. Shame is whack, y'all, but it's real and it happens. And learning to notice when shame creeps in and having tools to move through that shame is so important. Finally, I thought that goals were about big achievement. And I thought that that was going to make me super intense. And I thought that also big goals aren't for people like me. I'm just a little normal person. (laughs) I don't do big things. I just do sort of mediocre things and it's all right. (laughs) right. So goals don't have to be about achievement. They are about living in a way that matters to you. In fact, my goals often look the opposite of what most people would consider big achievement. So my goals might be something like have lunch with a friend, go on mini dates with my husband, have an adventure with my kiddo. So this past summer, we went to the pool 27 times and we went around the lazy river, I want to say like 63 times or something like that. I once set the goal to take a full day off once a week where I don't try, where I don't do anything that feels productive. So you can set goals however you want however you want. Last year, I was directing a show. One part of my job as a professor is that I run a little theater and I direct and write plays as part of my job. It's super fun. But directing a show is bonkers. It is bonkers, y'all. It has this way of taking over everything. And while I love it, I also can get a little resentful about how it is taking over my life. (laughs) And so I wanted something to sort of lighten the process. And I decided I was going to eat Skittles every day. Every day while I was directing, I was going to eat Skittles, y'all. And I did it. I did it. I tried all sorts of Skittles. (laughs) One time I actually ate so many Skittles in one day that my gums were swollen (laughs) and... Oh, I don't know if you all remember this, but around the same time, Skittles got recalled. I don't think that's what was wrong with my gums. I did that to myself. There was nothing wrong with my Skittles. I think I just ate too many. But around the same time, uh, they did get recalled. And my mother-in-law sent me a text to let me know. And I was like, what? Like, y'all, I have ate 10 pounds of Skittles in the last month. But it was so fun. It gave me something to look forward to. I didn't get resentful. I also didn't eat a Skittle for a very long time afterwards. I'll also say that it was only for about a month and I did not trash my health. I did not gain an absorbent amount of weight. Life went on, folks. I ate some Skittles for a month and then life went on. 
I don't have six-pack abs. I was probably never going to have six-pack abs. I can't blame it on the Skittles. But the point is, goals are what you make them. They should fit into your life. You need to know what it is that you want. You need to know what it is that you value. For goals to really work for you, you have to know you. You have to know you. And a first step of knowing you and knowing goals is to get real about what assumptions you hold around goals and to do some work to reframe those so that they serve you and that you can have a healthy relationship with goals. So let me recap. I did not set goals in the past because I thought that my life was just fine without them. Turns out my life was just fine. But if I needed some direction, if I needed to focus on some overlooked aspects of my life, goals were super helpful for me. Second, I equated goals with giving things up. I have reframed this to think about goals as being additive, that they add positive things to my life. Third, I thought people don't actually achieve goals, so why should I set them? What this fails to recognize is all of the progress that is made. Even if the outcome isn't achieved, so much progress should be made, and that progress matters. Fourth, goals can evoke shame, and they can, which is why it's super important to have a process of reflection built into your life so that you can start to notice when shame starts creeping in. It's also probably a sign that you have let intentions shift into expectations. Finally, I thought that goals were all about big achievement, but I have learned that goals can be about adding really simple, really small, and wildly mundane and beautiful things into your life. This could be going around the, around the lazy river. This could be having lunch with a friend. This could be eating Skittles every single day for a month. Goals don't have to be about big achievement. They can be about the little things and learning to love the little things. So if this has you getting excited about goals, I want you to jump on to plangoplan.etsy.com, look at the 2023 goal setting workbook, see if this is something that would help you. I think that it could be. Check it out. See if it's for you. If it is, it's plangoplan.etsy.com, the goal setting workbook. I wish for you a week full of reflection. I want you to reflect on what assumptions you carry around goals. I wish for you insight. I wish for you the ability to reframe those assumptions so as to have a better relationship to goals. Also, don't forget to tune in on Tuesday to learn how to set your goals. Until then, may your weekend be full of delight. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all, so pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.